Okay. What's your name? My name is Evan Thomas McDougal. And, and how old are you? Nine years old. And, and why is Jesus better than anything else? It's because he sacrificed himself for all for our sins. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Hey, Finn. Hey, Miss Alicia. Is everything okay? I'm so tired. I was up practically all night trying to decide what to say to Harold and Slim. What happened? Well, Slim told me he I was his best friend. But then Harold told me that that I was his best friend. That best friends do everything together. But I don't know if that means I should hang out with so many more. That does sound tricky. What does God tell us about friends and his word? Well, Jesus gave his life for us. He wants to help us love others. That's a great start. But I want to make everyone happy. Tell you what. Let's talk about our story today, and then we can see if there's anything else God brings into our minds to help us. Okay, I remember from last week, that Solomon almost did become the next king, but David anointed him just in time. That's right, because we'll pick our story up today when David was giving his last pieces of advice to Solomon before he died. He said, I'm about to die, just as everyone else on earth does. So be strong. Show how brave you are. Do everything the Lord your God requires. Live the way he wants you to. Obey his orders and commands. Keep his laws and rules. Do everything written in the law of Moses. Then you will have success in everything you do. You will succeed everywhere you go. He told Solomon to be faithful to God with all his heart and soul. Then he told Solomon to punish people like Joab and Shimei. After that, David died. Oh no, now Solomon can't ask him about anything anymore. He had ruled over Israel for 40 years. King Solomon followed David's advice and also put his brother Adonijah to death and fired Abiathar the priest from his job. He chose Benaiah to be in charge of the army and Zadok to be the new priest. People knew Solomon was really the king in charge now. Solomon and Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, agreed to help each other. So Solomon married Pharaoh's daughter. That doesn't sound like a good idea. Pharaoh's daughter probably didn't worship the one true God. I'm not sure he's doing a great job so far. It doesn't seem like it, but Solomon did show his love for the Lord by obeying many of the laws his father David had taught him. 
Solomon hadn't built the temple for the Lord yet, and all the people, including Solomon, offered sacrifices at the high places. Instead of the tabernacle? Yeah, it wasn't where the Ark of the Covenant was. One day, he went to a place called Gibeon to offer sacrifices. He offered a thousand burnt offerings on the altar. Wow, that must have been a lot of blood. It's taking a long time. The Lord appeared to Solomon at Gibeon in a dream during the night. God said, Ask for anything you want me to give you. Solomon answered, You have been very kind to my father David, your servant. That's because he was faithful to you. He did what was right. His heart was honest. And you have continued to be very kind to him. You have given him a son to sit on his throne this day. Lord my God, you have now made me king. You have put me in the place of my father David. But I'm only a little child. I don't know how to carry out my duties. I'm here among the people you've chosen. They are a great nation. They are more than anyone can count. So give me a heart that understands. Then I can rule over your people. I can tell the difference between what is right and what is wrong. Who can possibly rule over this great nation of yours? Well, even grown-up fish and people and kings don't know what to do all the time. That's right. The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for that. So God said to him, You have not asked to live for a long time or be wealthy. You haven't even asked to have your enemies killed. Instead, you've asked for wisdom. You want to do what is right and fair when you judge people. Because that's what you've asked for, I will give it to you. I'll give you a wise and understanding heart. So here is what will be true of you. There has never been anyone like you, and there never will be. And that's not all. I'll give you what you haven't asked for, too. I'll give you wealth and honor, and as long as you live, no other king will be as great as you are. And if you live the way I want you to, obey my laws and commands, just as your father David did, then I will let you live for a long time. When Solomon woke up, he realized he had been dreaming. So it wasn't true? My dreams are never sure when I wake up, but I sure am glad because sometimes a white tip reef shark is chasing me. Maybe Solomon wondered if God really had spoke, spoken to him. But he returned to Jerusalem and stood in front of the Ark of the Lord's Covenant. Well, that's good. That's where he was supposed to offer sacrifices. He sacrificed burnt offerings and friendship offerings. Then he gave a feast for all his officials. Later, two women came to the king. One of them said, Pardon me, my master. This woman and I live in the same house. I had a baby while she was there with me. Three days after my child was born, this woman also had a baby. We were alone. There wasn't anyone in the house but the two of us. During the night, this woman's baby died. It happened because she rolled over on top of him in bed. So she got up in the middle of the night. She took my son from my side while I was asleep. 
Then she put her dead son by my side. The next morning, I got up to nurse my son, but he was dead. I looked at him closely in the morning light, and I saw that it wasn't my baby. The other woman said, No, the living baby is my son. The dead one belongs to you. But the woman, first woman said, No, the dead baby is yours. The living one belongs to me. So they argued in front of the king. That's so sad that the baby died. How something gonna know which way to give the live baby to? The king said, One of you says, My son is alive, your son is dead. The other one says, No, your son is dead, mine is alive. He continued, Bring me a sword. So a sword was brought to him. Then he gave an order. He said, Cut the living child in two. Give half to one woman and half to the other. That sounds like a horrible idea. The woman whose son was alive was filled with deep love for her son. She said to the king, My master, please give her the living baby. Don't kill him. But the other woman said, Neither one of us will have him. Cut him in two. Then the king made his decision. He said, Give the living baby to the first woman. Don't kill him. She is his mother. All the Israelites heard about the decision the king had given and were in awe of him. They saw that God had given him wisdom. They knew that Solomon would do what was right and fair when he judged people. So God really had spoken to Solomon. Wow! I wish he would make me wise like Solomon. Well, Finn, let's look at what God did in the story. And maybe we can figure out how we have it even better than Solomon. But he was like the wisest man in the solar system. Ha! <laughs> Let's think about what Solomon was like before God gave him that gift of wisdom. Well, he killed some people and married Pharaoh's daughter. And what was he even going to where the Ark of the Covenant was? Tougher sacrifices. But God still met him there in Gibeon. He made Solomon realize how much he needed God's wisdom instead of trying to rule on his own, and that it was more valuable than having lots of money or living a long time. That was God showing his grace to Solomon, and it's the way he wants to show his grace to us as well, showing us how much we need his help and can't do this life on our own. God chose Solomon for this position as king, and so Solomon needed God's help in different ways than he had before. Oh, like when I started going to school for the first time, I needed God's help to listen to my teacher and be kind to the other kids. Right. And when I got married and had children, I needed God's help and wisdom in different ways than when I was a daughter living at home with my parents or a college student living in a dorm. You said you wanted to make Harold and Slim happy. Maybe rather than trying to make them happy, you could ask God to show you what's important, because that will be best for you and best for them, even if they don't understand or agree right away. God has blessed you with two friends who really like spending time with you. 
God said he would bless King Solomon with wealth and honor. Those things aren't bad, but they can be used in the wrong way. Like if Solomon took everyone else's money to be richer, or thought he got smart all on his own? Yeah. Sometimes it's easy even for us to think that we have blessings because we've gotten wise just by working hard. When people compliment us, we might forget that God is the one who gave us our minds in the first place. It's true that blessings often come as we obey what God says in His Word about the way life works best, but our job is to always look back to God in thankfulness for the strength and help He's given us. God's really been helping me learn how to read. And it's so fun to tell my friends and parents what I've learned. That's great, Finn. God desires for us to obey, but he also loves giving the help to do it because he knows that it's best for us as well. It's like when the Israelites were getting ready to enter the promised land. He told them to obey so that it would go well with them and their children. And we can see in our story today how it hurts people when someone decides not to obey, like the mom who lied. No one had seen what had happened or knew which baby belonged to which mother. So the mother whose son hadn't died when it was in danger of losing him because of what the other mother said. But God gave Simon the idea of how to get the real baby's mother to prove her love for her son. Yep, she was willing for the other woman to have her son if it kept him alive. And when people heard how Solomon figured out the answer, they were so happy to have this man be their king because they saw that he was going to rule in the right way in God's wisdom. Even if he didn't make everyone happy. Right. Being a just judge means knowing what's right and punishing wrong or evil, and rewarding what's right or good. And the only way to know what's right is to know what the perfect creator says is right. Mm-hmm. When Jesus was with his disciples before his death, he said that when he returned to the Father, he would send a helper or counselor to live inside them, his own spirit. Wow, that's even better than Solomon. So rather than trying to make Harold and Slim happy and do what they want all the time, I can ask God to help me love them by enjoying time with both of them. Maybe all three of us can play swim tag together and we can just call each other friends instead of best friends. It sounds like God is giving you some good ideas, Finn. But how do I know if God is the one giving me the ideas? Well... You can often look at the fruit that is being produced. Miss Alicia, I algae, not bananas. Not actual fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. Are your interactions with your friends loving, kind, gentle, and filled with joy? It's not very gentle when we're wrestling. Um, I was thinking more about the words you use. It's fun to wrestle if everyone is enjoying it and being kind. And one of the best ways to join in what God wants is by reading and understanding what he's told us in his word. That's like the Holy Spirit can grow it from our minds and put it in our hearts. 
That's true. Because we might know that we need to be kind, but the Holy Spirit can give us hearts that actually want to be kind. Can I pray for you and the boys and girls listening? Sure, Miss Alicia, and pray for their friends, too. Okay. Father, thank you for sending your Holy Spirit to be our helper, to learn and choose to do right. Would you help us to remember that our wisdom is a gift from you? And would you help Finn and the boys and girls listening to love their parents and siblings and all the friends you've given them with your love? You're the best. Amen. I can't wait to play sometime with Harold and Zulma to get home. Miss Alicia, could you put your finger in my tank so I can squeeze it? Uh, okay. Here's a hug, ladybug. <laughs> oh, Finn.